I park my car in a darkened alleyway down the street from Laos. The burnt amber afternoon gives the city a warm glow as it shifts into the cool evening. Laos isn't open, and there isn't any activity outside or inside by the looks of it. I lean against the hard, cracked brick wall of the alley. The cold surface goes through my thin coat like a ghost, and the chill diverts the pain from my abdomen and provides me some relief. As I stake out Lao's bar, I automatically reach for my cigarettes, when my fingers land on two small oval objects. I take them out of my pocket and examine their smooth white surface. Small scratches on them. Painkillers, no doubt put there by Mindy. I hold the pills in my right hand, staring at the odd offering, while my left hand grabs a cigarette and then lights it after it's in my mouth. My brow furrows, and I gaze at the two pills as if I'm interrogating them. What other person could understand this gesture? Honestly, I'm having a hard time processing it myself. In the deep recess of my memory, I see people who cared about me. I had my mother and father and a dog. I didn't come from a broken home. I was fortunate in Odeo for a brief time. The dog was a medium-sized mutt I found when I was ten years old. My father always threatened to get rid of it, but I always took care of her, and he never did. I lost my mother when I was twelve. She took a stray bullet in a shootout as she was coming out of a grocery store. My father was killed a few weeks later during a drunken rampage. He was trying to find those responsible for the bullet that killed her. I remember when the police arrived and told me, their faces all blurring together. I remember thinking I should feel sad, but not feeling anything, just numb and hollow. That's what death can do to you when it hits close, no great show of tears and weeping. It's like a hard punch to the head, it stuns you, indefinitely, until something brings you back. I was brought to my aunt and uncles, and even when I arrived, I could feel their sympathy, their concern, and most of all their worry. I'm sure they loved me, but I always knew I was a burden. They were barely making ends meet before I got there, and times were difficult. I walked through the daily motions sensing the gravity of the situation, but I was still numb. Six months later, I heard a yelp outside in the yard. I ran outside, and there were two boys at the yard fence a few years older than I was. One was pulling my dog's ears through the links in the fence, and with a sickening smile he wrenched his hands back, pulling her ears even further, pain squealing out of my helpless dog. The other kid stood behind and laughed maliciously. My blood boiled, and suddenly I felt adrenaline and rage. Picking up a baseball bat, I ran towards them. I didn't even make a sound. I let it all come out of the bat. I was on him before he could react. The first blow struck his head. His hands left my dog's ears as he slumped down on the walk. I swung wildly at the other kid who stumbled and started running away, and then to the kid on the ground. I glared cold and harsh, and with every bit of anger, pain, and hate in my body, I brought the bat up and then back down with a deafening blow. I was back, but whatever child I was, or adult I might have been, died with the kid at the end of the bat. I remember an ambulance, cops, 
and then he walked in. James Yaley. He wasn't a senator then, but a councilman who had considerable power, especially in Odeo. I remember my uncle pleading, Yaley's cold smile and gestures. Then my uncle looked at me, and I remember seeing the light leave his eyes. The kid that ran away was the senator's son. I had killed his friend, murdered his friend. I never saw the inside of a cop car, an interrogation room, or a jail cell. But after that, I saw a lot of the senator's son. I was instantly tied to the world in blood, and blood is what I owed. I was given tasks, graduating to nightly missions, and by the time I was 20, I became the Odeo hired gun for the soon-to-be senator and anyone else in power that needed me. Now I'm surrounded by hired guns, cops on the take, an ambitious senator, and Mindy. I throw the two pills onto the warped pavement. I need to be sharp tonight. I grab a cigarette, light it, and let my muscles relax as my mind gets focused. I go back to my car, take some paper out of my glove box, and write a letter. I don't know if it'll even get read, but I put a name on the envelope just in case. As I finish, I grab my arsonist kit. I'll see you soon, Taylor. Taylor.